Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Storyteller Almanac podcast. My name is Mike Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is entitled Piper. It's all about a little journey I got to take when I was a kid and then tied it into some music that I wrote much later in life. Let us begin. This story, it's all based on a trip to Canada I went on when I was about 10 years old, but the outcome has more to do with my music and Canadian heritage. Back in the summer of 1968, my two brothers, one sister, my mom, my dad, and me, we all made the trek up to Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. We were all going up for a family wedding, my whole family, all 11 brothers and sisters, plus mom and dad, were all born in that little town of Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. They migrated down here to the U.S. in 1952. I came along in 1957. This was going to be my first trip up to the old country, as the, as the folks referred to it as. My mom, I think, was the only smart one. She was flying up on this trip. I think she knew something that the rest of us didn't. I don't know. My older brother, he volunteered to drive since he had just bought a brand new, wicked cool red Ford Galaxy 500. Woo! Um, anyway, my dad in particular was quite happy with this because this meant he didn't have to drive the whole way just when it was his turn at the wheel. We headed out from Massachusetts early one Monday morning in late August. We had about 10 days total to complete this adventure. Later, much later that day, we were up in Callis, Maine, crossing the border into New Brunswick, Canada. Oddly enough, one of the hottest days on record. I'll never forget that. Every, everyone commented on the fact it was not only late August, but we were so far north in Maine, and it was still so hot. But we survived. After a few stops along the way at some historic Canadian sites, some eateries and one or two family nostalgic locations, including a a parcel of land that was left to my mom as an inheritance. On this 144-acre piece of land, there was a summer bungalow where the family would visit for fishing trips, vacations, etc. Lots of great memories for my whole family. Sadly, when we reached the bungalow, it had fallen into disrepair and collapsed. Too many years of nobody visiting the old cabin, I guess. After all, this was 1968, and the last time anyone visited that bungalow was at least 1952, before the family migrated down here to the, to the States. We all spent a little time on the land, revisited some fun stories, and then we were on our way. We spent the night in a motel and then hit the road again early the next morning. I still remember to this day how beautiful the scenery was traveling up in Canada, especially along the Cabot Trail, which we had to travel to get to where we were going up in Cape Britain, Nova Scotia, which is where Glaze Bay, Nova Scotia is. We arrived at my Uncle Art's house, where he and his wife Muriel lived. Their house is on Bay Street, which is where my folks and family lived their whole life together in Canada. We were all welcomed quite warmly, and Aunt Muriel played hostess with the Moses and served us up all fresh homemade lemonade. Never forget that either. That was so good. Stories and memories and remembrances started flowing abundantly, most of which didn't make a lot of sense to me because they were all based or took place before I was ever born. 
At one point, my dad asked Uncle Art if Piper was still around. Uncle Art replied, sure is. Now, I had never heard of any family member or pet or whatever with the name or, or, or referred to as, as Piper. So I inquired who they were, what not. My dad told me the story about this guy who every night in the spring, summer, and fall would go up on the hill at the end of Bay Street. Bay Street, by the way, was a dead-end street with a big grassy hill and a, a field atop the hill. Anyway, this guy would go up on top of the hill and he'd be dressed all in Scottish regalia, full kilt and everything. And he'd play the bagpipes for about 30 minutes as he walked back and forth atop that hill. I thought to myself, yeah, right. This sounded more like something out of a movie or a novel. But my brothers and sisters said, you wait, Mike, you'll see. Okay, whatever. Well, I was getting a little bored by late afternoon being a typical 10-year-old boy who basically lived for baseball in the summer and hockey and skiing in the winter. My dad wouldn't let me go play ball just yet. We had just got there. Mom hadn't arrived yet. As I said, she was flying up and she was able to come a day or so later. Dad said he'd play catch with me later after supper. And by the way, it's supper up in Canada, not dinner. Well, supper time came and went, and Aunt Muriel served us a fine gourmet cuisine, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I didn't mind. I love Kentucky Fried Chicken. Anyway, after supper, my dad and brothers saw how antsy I was getting, and finally they said, let's go play catch. Yay! We walked out in the middle of the street and started tossing the baseball around. I, of course, being the greatest star pitcher there ever was, in my own mind, that is, started pitching to the catcher, my dad. We played catch for just about 10 minutes. And then I I heard something off in the distance. I couldn't figure out exactly what it was at first. It sounded, it sounded like something I'd heard somewhere in my life. I just couldn't place it. I looked around to see if anybody else noticed this strange, foreign-sounding noise. But when I looked around, a very weird thing was happening. My dad, brothers, and sister, aunt and uncle, as well as most of the neighbors, were looking up on the hill at the end of Bay Street. I couldn't believe my eyes. There, up on that hill, with the sun silhouetting him, was what to my ten-year-old eyes looked like a giant Scotsman in a kilt, playing the bagpipes. I further looked around and noticed more neighbors coming out of their houses with lawn chairs, coffee or tea, and maybe a dessert snack. They all just sat in the warm August sunset with all eyes on the piper on the hill. I remember even at that young age of 10 how it felt so surreal. But it sure was real. We all watched and listened for about a half hour till till the little mini show was over and the piper... He walked off the hill. To be honest, I don't remember what we did after that. I was still so in the moment of the piper and and I guess still mesmerized by it all. Well, we continued on vacation, visiting relatives and old family friends. 
and of course we attended the wedding that we drove up there for to begin with. On the day we began our southbound journey back home, we stopped by Uncle Art and Aunt Muriel's house in the early afternoon to say, see you later. But we could only stay for about two hours, not enough time to see the little mini-show at sunset again. I never got to see or hear Piper again. I didn't realize it until years later, but that one time I got to witness and be part of that wonderful little bagpipe performance not only stuck with me forever, but as time went on, the memory of that experience became stronger and more emotional than almost anything else I'd experienced in my life. In 1999, I was writing songs for my second CD. The name of that CD was Heritage, and all the songs on the album had something to do with various heritage theming all around the world. I thought to myself, well, maybe I could come up with a song that has something to do with my Canadian heritage or connection. Well, I got lucky and struck gold. I came up with a song I ended up initially calling Glace Bay. But that wasn't enough, in my opinion, to really tell the story in music about Piper and what I what I was feeling and where, where the roots of the song came from. So I added some classic old songs that normally get played on the bagpipes. Amazing Grace, Road to the Isles, an old Canadian maritime folk-type song, but on the bagpipes, and Scotland the Brave. I dedicate this four-song medley to Piper. Even though I only got to see him for that one and only time so many years ago, on that beautiful, beautiful Cape Breton evening, I still cherish those images and sounds. They continue to live in my heart and will do so forever.
Well, I thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this little story. It means a lot to me. Until next time, God bless. Be good to each other. We're all we've got. Peace. Peace.